So for me, in the year of the man, everything meant my person is close. My person is here. I get the love that I want. So if I made a date with a guy and I was really excited and he blew me off, it wasn't, ugh, I can't believe this jerk blew me off. Guys in New York are the worst. I can't believe I moved to this place. It was, ooh, my person is getting closer. I'm so happy I didn't go on a date with this guy that wasn't right for me. Welcome, my love, to the Strong Babe Collective podcast. If you are ready to step into your power, call in your biggest desires, and manifest the life that you are so worthy of, then, babe, you are in the right place. I know you're listening to this podcast in divine timing, and I am so excited to give you the mindset shifts, the inspired action steps, and the support into total alignment that you need to step into your highest self and manifest your biggest desires. It's time, my love, to call in the freedom, the impact, and the abundance that you know you're here for and I am so excited to be your high vibe bestie every step of the way as you call it all in. Hi my gorgeous babe and welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast. I am your host Taylor Ray and I am thrilled to be bringing this interview to you today. On the show today, we've got Crystal Iram, and she is one of the top relationship coaches and experts in the world. She helps single women to create happy, healthy, and loving relationships through manifesting and intentional dating. And her signature approach is based on years of studying men, relationships, manifesting, and dating. She applied everything she learned to go from single to happily married to the love of her life in just 10 months. And now she works with women all over the world, helping them to call in the dream relationships and love that they desire as well. Honestly, my love, I get so many questions about this over on Instagram in the DMs where you babes reach out and ask me things like, how do you manifest your soulmate partner? How do I fit dating into my schedule when I'm busy building my business? How do I get my love life to match success that I'm having in my professional life? How do I even align with my soulmate partner? And what does that even look like? All of these questions are things that I get from you babes all the time. So honestly, I'm just so excited to have Crystal on the show where we are answering all of that and so much more. Trust me when I say this is not just the surface level approach to manifesting a dream partner. We dive deep on this episode and uncover all the little things that often just get unanswered when it comes to this topic. We cover off everything, including Crystal's approach to dating and relationships and how she went from absolutely single to married in just 10 months. We talk about what your love blueprint is and how it's actually formed. We go over how to fit dating into a busy schedule and how to make it actually work for you, as well as the importance of getting internal first before looking for your soulmate in the external world. We talk about what it means to date like a duchess and why you should too, as well as the one crucial thing you must do when manifesting love that most people are missing. If you have been trying to figure out how to manifest your dream partner, how to call in the love that you are so worthy of and how to manifest the relationship that you so desire, then this is the perfect episode for you. And I'm so glad that it has found you in divine timing. I won't talk about it anymore. Let's get into all the good stuff. I am so excited to welcome Crystal to the show. And don't forget, as you are listening to screenshot your favorite part and tag us in your Instagram stories, you can tag me at Taylor A. Peters and Crystal at Crystal Iram. And the links to both of those are in the show notes below. So excited to hear your favorite takeaways and so excited to share this interview with you. 
my love. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. So excited to just get your whole vibe, your whole message going for our guests. It's going to be amazing. Thank you so much. I am so excited to dive into all of this with you. Me too. And we were just talking off air a little bit and pretty much like already, like the combo was just kind of getting like all these things were coming up about (laughs) dating and relationships. And I was like, we need to stop it there. We need to actually (laughs) record or we're just going to get into all the juicy stuff before the interview starts. So I'm so excited to just dive into everything, to share all of it with our listeners. I know that there's going to be some really good juicy stuff in here, Um, but I would love to just sort of kick off with you, just giving us a bit of a background to who you are, a bit of your story. Let us know what's going on in your world. So a bit of background. I mean, I work with single women who want to be in happy, healthy, loving, committed relationships. I mean, I went through the same things that all the other successful single women go through, including just the like, I don't understand. I feel like I've got to be a good catch. Why do I keep ending up with the same type of guys in the same sort of dead end relationships? It's like, all I wanted was just like a great guy. Like, I just feel like I wanted someone who was on like my level, you know? Mm. And it felt like such a mystery. And it was a really hard thing to wrap my mind around sort of taking responsibility for my own love life and like taking my power back and figuring out like what's happening here and how can I change it to create something else. And so, you know, I can go more in depth into specifics of my story, but I really want to focus on what's going to be most valuable for your listeners. So I had a whole journey. Um, And I really figured out how to take responsibility for myself and then use manifestation to call in my person. And it was so aligned when I finally did that. I mean, I went from absolutely single to married in 10 months. So it was like, it was so smooth, so easy, so perfectly aligned with my person that it was just like, of course, we're going to have this smooth, easy relationship. Of course, we're going to get engaged. Of course, we're going to get married. Um, And like, that's just what I know is possible when like something is really that good of a fit, when there's no red flags, when there's no confusion, when there's no question that like relationships can develop really quickly. Not that you should get married fast. You know, it's like, that's personally what I wanted. That felt really good to me. So it's really just like learning how to see that whatever you want to create is totally available. Like it's totally possible for anyone. I love it. And that's like, it's so in line with everything that we talk about on here is like taking back your power. Like you literally can create the reality that you want. (laughs) That's why I'm really excited to obviously have you on the show is to talk about this element. I do get so many questions about this with manifesting relationships and manifesting love. And I think it's great to have you on the show and to have your perspective on this, obviously someone that has gone through it and that's manifested someone very, very fast and like gone from, like you said, like absolutely single. Like I really love that <laughs> the size, like not a little bit single, but absolutely single. So I would love for you to sort of like paint a picture of like where you were when you were absolutely single. And then what shifted for you to then be someone that called in, you know, your dream partner. And then in 10 months was married. Like, what did that look like? Okay. So I'll give you like the story. So I was in a relationship with someone and I just really liked him. Like, I was just like, this feels different. Like, maybe this is it. And I went over to his house one night. We were going to go out. And he was like, oh, just meet me over here. And when I got there, he just broke up with me. And I, <laughs> I don't know if he was planning on breaking up with me. I don't know what the deal was. But 
we started a conversation. He was just like, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And I remember I was driving home from his house and I was living in LA at the time and it starts raining. And so it's like in Los Angeles, in the rain, people like lose their minds. Like it just doesn't rain there that much. And so it's like people are driving crazy and it's like getting stressful and I'm crying. So I was like, let me pull over to the road so I don't like hurt myself. And so I'm like sitting in my car, like on the side of the road, crying in the rain. I was just like, this is so dramatic. But like, that's how I felt. (laughs) It was, it totally was. And it was just like, I had this moment where it was just like, something is not working here because it's like, and the, the common denominator in all of this is me. Like I'm the only one who's been in all of these failed relationships. And I was just like, you know what? I gotta do something different. And so it's like, I pulled myself together, I drove home and I sort of resolved to like take the time to figure out like what the heck is going on in my love life? Like, what is it that I, like, why, why am I doing this? And so I went on what I call like a dating detox. And I just was like, I am not dating for the next six months until I figure out what's going on with me. And that's what I did. I really, really turned my focus inward. And, you know, now I sort of recognize what this was. You know, I was sort of like uh, just being scrappy and like figuring it out. But basically, I was uncovering my love blueprint. So we all have a love blueprint. And it's pretty easy to understand what I mean when I say that. But it's basically just all your thoughts, all your feelings, all your beliefs about love and dating and relationships. And, you know, if you're a straight person, a straight woman, men or, you know, women, whatever the people that you are interested in dating, all of your thoughts about them is your love blueprint. We find from the time that we're little kids, you know, and so it's like a lot of it is coming from things with our parents and our, or our primary caregivers or teachers or friends or, you know, that birthday party that you didn't get invited to, like all of those things go into our love blueprint. And so I started seeing, you know, what are the patterns? Because there's always patterns. It's very, very rare. I mean, actually, I've never encountered a woman who had like totally different things that were already always happening. There's always like some sort of common string, not always exactly the same. But for me, the pattern was very clear that I was only attracted to men that were emotionally unavailable. Mm. And this is very, very common with people who have like, quote unquote, abandonment issues. And so this can come from all sorts of different things. It can be from, you know, a parent dying or leaving to just like being forgotten at school one time, Mm. you know? So it's like, we can start to sort of create those patterns from like a real traumatic event or just something that like felt big you know, as a six or seven year old. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was really the first thing was really digging into my love blueprint. And so when I work with my clients and students, that's like the first thing we always work on. So for your listeners who are starting to dig into some of this work, it's like, that's what you want to start with. It's like, where am I? You got to start where you are. Um, and see like what's showing up in your life. That's the only thing that will tell you where you are. And people are very reluctant to do this because sometimes it feels like painful or embarrassing and our subconscious doesn't want us to go there, right? Like our subconscious wants us to be like, you're amazing, it's just the guys, it's, you know, and not take that all on ourselves in a constructive way. You know, we'll take it on in a sort of negative, non-constructive way, like, oh, maybe I'm not pretty enough. But it's like, that doesn't move you forward, right? It's so weird. It's like this weird thing that our minds do. So 
that was really sort of the first thing. And then it's like I basically just trained myself to start looking for and feeling an attraction to people that would be better for me. So this was the really, really hard thing. And this is the thing that I see a lot, a lot of women struggle with, which is that based on my love blueprint, the people that I felt a huge spark with or massive chemistry with were never going to be good partners for me. I felt chemistry with the people who fit into my pattern. And that's the way it works. You know, chemistry is basically your neuroses hooking up with someone else's neuroses really perfectly. And then we call that chemistry. We say, oh, I love him. And it's like, no, you're crazy in the same way. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really a challenge because I I wanted that like, oh, like I want to, I have to be with him. I have to be close to him. But I could only get that with people that were a little elusive that I had to chase. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what I wanted was a loving, committed, happy relationship. So it's like I had to make a choice. Like, am I going to go with the ones that like my instincts are pushing me towards? Or am I going to go with someone who I can actually love and build a life with? Mm-hmm. And that's really it, right? It's like, it's the instincts. It's that distinction between our instincts. And this is what I help my clients and students with is moving from your instincts to your intuition. Mm-hmm. Our instincts are really coming from that base, least developed animal part of ourselves. You know, and it's like we have these two, it's very interesting with humans because it's like we have that human part. Like, of course, we, we, we need our instincts. They keep us alive. But when you want like an elevated connected, spiritual, loving, very human, very elevated relationship, you cannot choose someone based on your instincts. Uh It's not going to push you towards the right person. You know, our instincts are saying, choose the man who is the best looking because that signals health, um, that we're going to have healthy kids with them. And the man who's like the biggest and strongest because he can protect us from, you know, lions. (laughs) Right. And the one who has the most money because He has the most resources for us. But like that guy may not be committed. He may not be loyal. He may not be fun. He may not be kind. Mm. So it's like just really switching your priorities. Not that you can't have the hot, strong, rich guy. Like, great, have him. (laughs) But not above the things that really lend themselves to a happy, loving relationship. Mm. So do you think that like when you were saying like the difference between like your instinct and your intuition, when you were being called towards the people that were more, you know, elusive and didn't want to commit and were like, they seemed like fun and it gave that thrill. And like you said, like the neuroses, like connection, which way was that leaning? Was that more the instinct or was that more the intuition? That was a fully instinct. Fully instinct. And so fully instinct. Yeah. And then, so then you tap into more of the intuition side. So Cool. I really, I like this concept and I kind of want to like kind of go back a little bit because we covered off so much, but for girls who are sort of like maybe in a similar situation, because I think one of the biggest things that like, obviously for my girls who are listening now, like you guys know this, like I'm in a relationship with James, my partner, James been together for like five years. You see him a lot on Instagram stories, (laughs) Um, but I, I remember this feeling like I remember what this felt like, like being in that position. And I think one of the biggest questions that would have come up for me when you were saying all of that and sort of asking yourself those questions and going very internal with it, you know, in order to figure out what was going on that was then creating that in your external reality. 
what questions are the right questions to be asking? Because I think it's a very fine line between asking yourself questions that are constructive, like you said, and then the ones that are like, kind of like, oh, it's my fault. Like I'm not good enough or, you know, all those sorts of things that are, you know, then going to like lower your vibe and keep focusing on what you don't want. So I really just want to like clear up what the right questions girls can start actually asking themselves. Well, you know, what you want to think about is how do I want to feel in relationship? Like what do I actually want it to feel like? Because what happens is, you meet someone that you have this chemistry with and those feelings are very exciting, right? It's like, it's hot and there's like, it's like magnets. You know, there's something very irresistible about it. But what I find over and over again is that most of the women that I speak to, when I say, how do you want to feel in your relationship? That's not what they describe. Mm -hmm. What they say is that I want to feel love. I want to feel warmth. I want to feel connected. I want to feel a calm. I want to feel peace. Like, You want to think like, how do I actually want to feel? Mm. Because most of those relationships aren't going to feel like that. They're going to feel like a roller coaster. It's going to feel like we have these high highs and we have these low lows. You know, when I'm with him, it's amazing. But when we're not together, I feel nothing but anxiety and overwhelm and fear. And like, I cry every day. Mm. So it's like, how are you actually feeling? I mean, and that's how I, that's definitely how I felt in a lot of, I mean, in all of my like past relationships. It was those, those high highs and those low lows. So it's like, what do you actually want to experience with someone and starting to get aligned with that outside of any particular person? Mm-hmm. So for example, I meditated on that feeling of having this loving, stable, committed relationship every day before I had my person mm. because I did not, I did not know what love really felt like. You know, to me, it's, it's, and this is the problem is that it's very hard to identify because when that's part of your love blueprint, it's not that they're deliberately trying to go after the bad boy. It's that that chase, that sort of elusive person, that feels like love. Someone Mm -hmm. who just shows up, that does not feel like love. That is not identified as a love sensation. They're going to say he's boring. You know, he's just too boring. He's a nice guy, but like, I don't feel anything. Mm. So you want to start getting used to that sensation of just like calm, just feeling love rather than like kapow, you know, fireworks and like overwhelm. So that's one really important thing. And then the other thing that you really want to look at is women will say, I really, really like this guy. I like him so much. And I'm just like, why do you like him? You know, he's just so fun to be around. He's really charming. Like, he's just so sexy. Like, all of these things. Nowhere in that list are things like he values me. He sees who I am. He's investing in me. He's showing up for me. Mm. So it's like being a little bit more selfish and self-focused when dating in terms of how you feel about the person showing up and being selfish, but not deciding this person is the one. I love him. I feel so strongly about him when he's not showing up for you in that way. So saying like, I prioritize, he likes me. You know, women come to me sometimes and say, can I manifest a specific person? And I'm like, for sure you can, but like, why would you do that? No, like (laughs) you want to manifest the best possible person for you. And like your person 
should be wild about you. Like that should be part of the thing is that he is like, yeah, my girlfriend is literally the best thing since sliced bread. I <laughs> will not consider not being with her, you know? Like, of course, that's how you want to feel. And it's like a lot of women, it's really interesting because it's all women. It's not, it's not just women who have like what looks like low self-esteem. It's a lot of women. I work with very, very successful women who do the same thing. And it's just like, he, he doesn't like you. He's not showing up for you. He's not showing care for you. And you're disregarding that. That has mm-hmm. to be a big part of your equation when vetting someone, when evaluating someone as a potential partner. How does he feel about me? How does he treat me? How does he show up for me? What kind of investment is he making in me? Mm. So those are some other questions you really want to start asking. So not like how good looking is he? How much does his job pay? But like, how is, how is he showing up for me? Yeah. What part does he want me to play in his life? You know, is he proud of me? Like, is he proud to be with me? Yeah. Yeah. We've got a little guest in the background. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Walking away. (laughs) Um, no, I love that. And I, it's, it all is just like so perfect. Like in terms of, cause to me, like everything that you're saying is it's very about the energy and the feeling and getting into the vibrational alignment, which is obviously so much of what we talk about on here, um, which goes hand in hand with manifesting anything. But I think that that's something that does get often very forgotten is that like the energetic side and feeling into it before it's already happened, you know? And then that obviously what helps to call it in. Um, and something that I'm massive on is obviously blending like the energetic side with the action side of things, like huge on like the woo with the work um and so like i would love to know what the next steps are so obviously yes you've gotten very clear on it you've done the internal work you know you've looked at what's going on for you you've started to visualize you've started to feel into the energy of like what it would be like to be with the person that's right for you then what so like once you're at that point what sort of action can you start taking to actually call that person in the action is whatever action is in front of you so there's no specific action that you must take but you must take action. Mm. So for most people, that's going to look like dating, putting yourself out there and dating. I dated a ton, Mm. you know, and it's like, you don't have to date as much as I did, but I was, so I always tell people that like the year that I decided to manifest my husband, I call it the year of the man, because I was like, it was my number one priority. I felt good about my work. And so I was like, this is the year of the man. I am calling in my man, no matter what. (laughs) And So I dated like it was my job. Like I went out all the time and it was really an expansive experience for me because I am definitely introverted by nature. Mm -hmm. And so what it really meant was that I became like obsessed with like saying yes, with, with making changes in myself, you know, getting out of my little default, which would be to like sit in my room and read a book and like going to things that sometimes didn't sound fun. You know, sometimes I didn't want to go, (laughs) but I, but I did. And, you know, to me, that was really important, but it's really about following those inspired actions. So it's going to look different for everybody, but I'll tell you one thing that was really big for me was that in the year of the man, early on in the year, I got like a hit of inspiration that was like, you need to move to New York. I was living in Los Angeles at the time. I loved LA. I was very happy there. But it was like I was getting this voice that was like, you have to go to New York. And I was just like, no, thank you. <laughs> but then like, <laughs> but like it kept coming up and I was just like, oh, shit, I guess I should do this. Like it's, I can feel that this is my intuition. And so I moved to New York. Mm. Not everyone's going to have such a big thing. But like for me, that was like a whole major life change. Like I, 
I was not, not that I didn't want to go to New York, but like I was happy in LA. I mean, and yeah, for people who don't know, New York and LA are on opposite sides of the country. Like mm. it's, it's a big, it's a move. big move. Yeah. Um, so that was an action that I took because I was just like, it's the year of the man. My intuition is saying move. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then I just dated. I mean, I went to everything. I went to singles dinners. I did speed dating. I did the apps. And you got to think about it like the energy work that you're doing, the woo-woo work, it's like that's beautiful and it's amazing and it's so important. But you're right. Like it is nothing. It's not that it's nothing. It's a lot, but it's going to just be a feeling. Most of the women that I meet, they don't just want to feel like their person is here. They want the real live yeah. man <laughs> in the flesh. Like it's a different thing. Um, and so the way that I thought about it was that you're creating channels, you're creating bridges. So it's like, I've got my manifestation is like up here on this other plane <clears throat> that doesn't have a direct connection with me until I take the action. So like I always picture it as like, I, I imagine like there's like a little snow globe sort of with like my manifestation. And so all the actions I took became like little slides that my manifestation could like come down from the snow globe and into my planet earth experience. I love it. Yeah. And so it's like, I just sort of pictured that. Like if I was getting ready to say no to an invitation, I was like, I could create this little slide today. And like, who knows? Yeah. So it, it like took some of the, um, it took away a lot of the resistance for me. A lot mm. of women are very resistant to getting outside of their bubble and doing something different. And for me, it was just like, I'm just making a little slide. Like, what's the big deal? Like, <laughs> yeah. Put on some makeup and go out. Yeah. And I feel like resistance to any particular action is just resistance to the whole process. Mm. You know, so to me, when someone is like, oh, I won't do that. I won't let anyone set me up. I won't date online. I'm just like, that's resistance to the whole process. It's not just resistance to this one particular thing, especially with like the online dating, with the apps, when people are like, I won't do it. Um, you've got resistance to the process. You, and it's not that you have to date online. It's that you don't want to have resistance to calling in your person. Yeah. So it's like, what is that really about? It's not that the online dating is required, but you don't want to have this attitude of like, I refuse. I won't do it. It doesn't work. Yeah. If you're single, nothing has worked. <laughs> so this idea that like online dating hasn't worked or the apps haven't worked, it's like, meeting someone at Starbucks hasn't worked. Are you going to stop going to Starbucks and thinking you might meet someone there? Yeah. Like going to bars hasn't worked. Like nothing has worked. So it's like, I don't understand this weird thing that people get in their mind. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work. Like the fixation on like one particular element being the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It can happen at any time, but it's funny. Exactly. I really get it. And like, like we were just talking about before we started the interviews, I, James and I connected first on Tinder, like in the very early days when Tinder, like, first I love it. Out, like 
before power likes and all that stuff was a thing. Like it was literally, I think the app had just been launched, but I had that same resistance. I, the reason that I ended up on it, I've never told this story, but the reason that I ended up on it was because my friend and I just went out for Sunday, like a Sunday sesh, like went out for a couple of drinks at this rooftop bar, but we went there all the time. And it just so happened that this Sunday that we went, it was a Tinder party. So it was, you know, Oh my gosh. Yeah. We, <laughs> when Tinder used to do like, you know, meet up with the person on Tinder that you've connected with, but we didn't know that. We just always went to this place on a Sunday and it happened to be on. And my friend said to me, you should put yourself on Tinder, like get on oh there. Oh my like, God. Oh, I don't want to do that. And I had that same resistance, like, no, no, no. And I think I had a lot of the, the stigma around, you know, what, and this was obviously Tinder was like one of the first apps to come out for dating apps and everybody had the, you know, it's like a hookup app and everything like that. And so I definitely had a lot of that energy and that same resistance, but universe just popped this little thing in divine timing in front of me. And my friend was like, no, we're doing it. And like made me the account. And literally like James was one of the first people I connected with. And we went on, we went on a date and that was the end of that. And I deleted the app. (laughs) So good. So, so good. I love this story. This is so amazing. And it's like, it's not because of Tinder. Like you were fully aligned with calling in a partner at that time. Mm. like a great loving partner. So it's like, it would have been him or someone else. Like it was the right time. So it's not that like, if you get on an app, it's going to be the first person or like that it can't be. Mm. It's really, it is about first getting aligned and then taking a lot of action. But I think it is important to know that like, you know, we get into this idea that like alignment always feels good. Like if it doesn't feel like flow, then it's not aligned. And it's like, no, sometimes alignment is going to be the hard thing. Like Mm. if you're up leveling, it's not going to be fun. It can be really hard. It's like, what are you committed to? Is like the question I like to ask people, like, what are you committed to? Are you committed to staying where you are or are you committed to doing something different? Because if you're doing something different, you got to do something different. Like that's it. Yeah. So like, I love that. I also, I met my husband also on an app. Mm. Um, so it's like, of course apps can work. Like Anything can work. So it's just like, how many channels are you willing to open up? That's exactly right. And like an app or online dating. Like it's funny. I've got so many stories about online dating. Like I set my mum up (laughs) on online. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like she did not want to do it, but it was just too late. And she met her partner. Literally. He was the first person that she saw on there. Cause once she finally came around to it, cause I made it and then was like, Hey mom, come look at this. And she was like, what are you doing? Get rid of it. But then she was like, Oh, he looks nice. And it was the first man that she spoke to. And straight away, literally they've been married for like five, however long now, a few years, but they've been together for like seven. Like, Oh yeah. my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so amazing. Oh, honestly. And it's, it's just one of those things. I think like, like why, why be shut off to it? Like, you know, we live in a very digital world. Like you're in the States right now. I'm in Australia. Like I get to connect with you because of the internet. Like, you know, the internet connects so many of us in such a beautiful way. And I love that a lot of the the stigma around online dating and apps and things like that has, has obviously been lost over time as I guess it's become more like normalized, quote unquote normalized. Um, but yeah, for, for anyone that's like got that, that resistance around it right now or thinks, you know, it has to be, you know, in Starbucks, like, you know, ordering your frappe or something. It's like, no, no, <laughs> it can happen at any time. And why not be open? Like, why not? Yeah. 
That's actually one of my pet peeves when someone's like, I just want a really cute story of how you met. Like, I want to have like the cutest story. And I'm just like, forget the cute story. Find the great guy. And then you can have a whole lifetime of cute stories. Like, that's such a silly thing to fixate on when someone's like, I, I just want to focus on like meeting him in an organic way. And I'm like, meet him wherever he is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you want to just meet the person and like you have a whole life of cute things to do together and to experience together. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, like just to sort of touch on just real quick as well, like obviously you do relationship coaching for women um, who are calling in, you know, a male partner, but correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, this would work for everybody, anybody, no matter what, like gender, you know, straight, whatever, anything like that. Like this is applicable to everyone because it's, it's all based on energy. It's all based on action. Like, you know, I just want to make sure that we're not being like exclusive of anybody that's listening to this and feels like, you know, Oh, you're not speaking to me. It's only if I'm calling in a male partner. A hundred percent. I mean, energy is energy is energy. So (laughs) these, when you get into an attractive energy, it doesn't matter what kind of what it doesn't matter what you're trying to attract in particular, like what your orientation is or your gender, like no, energy is energy. So you can definitely, it's definitely, definitely applicable. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I kind of want to dive into a little bit, um, you know, obviously we've got a lot of listeners that are entrepreneurs or they've got businesses or side hustles or they're very career oriented. Um, and I kind of want to go down that path a little bit because obviously, you know, when you are building a business or a lot of your time is going towards some sort of goal in that aspect, you can feel like you don't have a lot of time for dating or a lot of time to do the things that you need to do in order to call in a dream partner. So what would your, some of your suggestions be for my girls listening in that sort of position? I think that you want to let go of this idea that like <clears throat> time is so out of your control. Mm-hmm. Like we all have the same amount of time. And so it's like, what are you interested in devoting your time to? Mm-hmm. And it's fine to be focused on your career and what you're building. Like that's an amazing thing. But if you don't have time to date, you don't really have time to nurture a relationship. Yeah, very true. So if you're saying I don't have time, then like, that's fine. Focus on what you're doing right now. And there will be a different season, which I understand can sound a little bit harsh, but I just think it's a little silly. It's like, you think a boyfriend's going to sustain himself? Like, no, (laughs) in a relationship that also takes time. So it's like, you get to decide, like, wh- again, what am I committed to? And also, I think it's not that it has to take a ton, like, it doesn't have to take a ton of time either. Mm. You know, it's not like you're taking on a second job. You have your work and then you have your free time. So mm. it's like, this is part of it. Um, and I think that it really, it kind of all works together. I mean, when someone is doing, the work that they absolutely love doing. Like when you're building a business and you're feeling a lot of like passion and a lot of excitement, it's a good energy to be in. If you're sort of willing to say like, I have this energy that I'm putting towards my business, but I'm also wanting this other thing in my life because people who are like engaged with the world, who are engaged with their work, that's an attractive energy. The thing that's really powerful about that also is that if you have a career that you're really focused on, but you're still making an effort to get out and date, it makes it so that you don't have so much energy that's going to be put on a man that you're interested in. And I don't mean like making time to go on dates with him. I mean like when you're not together, because this is a big pitfall that a lot of women struggle with and don't realize that this is part of the issue is that like they'll meet someone and then all of their energy 
is directed onto him. And it becomes like, oh, I really like this guy. I really want this to work. I wonder when he's going to call. When are we going to go out again? And it becomes this very contracted, mm. um, small, hard, brittle energy. And men can feel it. Mm. And this is why, you know, women will feel a shift after like a third or fourth date. Like things have been going really well. And then all of a sudden he seems to be pulling away. And it's not just that he's pulling away out of the blue. It's that he can feel your energy starting to get really sort of intense on him. Mm. And the reason that it's a turnoff is because it's a getting energy. It's a getting energy. And it's also, it's like a victim energy. Mm. And the reason that I say it's a victim energy is because a victim does not believe that they have or can have what they want. Yeah. So it's like I'm trying to grasp onto something that's in front of me. The expansive energy is saying like, I know that I get the love that I want. I know that my person is here and I'm not attached to it showing up in a particular form Mm. or as a specific person. Yeah. So when you're developing a new relationship, the longer you hold on to that, I I tell my clients, practice non-identification, meaning you meet a great guy and instead of starting to pick out your wedding china in your head, you're thinking, I know I get love. Like it's him or something better and just really holding on to that instead of being like, oh, I manifested my person. This is it. Yeah. People always tell me when we start working together, Crystal, oh my gosh, I manifested someone. And I'm like, no, no, I know of course you did. Like that's what we're doing. You're going to manifest a bunch of great guys, but like this is not your person yet until it is. Yeah. You know? And this is, it's just, it's, oh, it's so powerful. Like, you know, like I, I really want them to understand this because this attitude of like, it's this or something better. It's this or something better, especially when you meet someone great that you're excited about. Oh, that is just magnetic. It's so powerful. And it just, you know, this applies specifically with like man, woman dynamics. It gives the space, the man, a lot of space to, to pursue, to move the relationship forward. And men thrive on that. When they have this space to be like, I'm really interested in this woman. She seems to have this really full life. How can I be interesting enough, you know, loving enough that she'll make some time for me? Um, It's just a powerful, powerful place. Like that's when And that's what really like allows men to fall in love and to inspire commitment and devotion is they feel like I have to work for her. Like I have to work for her attention. You know, she's not sitting around waiting for my call. She's working. I have to set an appointment to see her, Um, but it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said was so powerful and I really, I really hope the girls like took this, took that bit on. And I just kind of want to like recap it is like, it's so important that you're coming from an abundant energy, like an abundance mindset and abundance gets thrown around a lot. And a lot of the time people go, Oh yeah, abundance, money, abundance, financial, but that's financial abundance, but abundance is in everything that we're doing. And I think what you said, it's like so important because it's like, that is coming from an abundance mindset when it comes to love, as opposed to a scarcity mindset, because when we come from a scarcity mindset in anything, you're only going to attract more scarcity because that's what you're focusing on. So like you said, like coming from that get, get, get sort of energy, you know, oh my gosh, what if I lose it? What if it goes away? How can I hold on to it? You know, all these sorts of things. My life isn't going to be good if I don't have it. That's going to be focusing on basically what you don't want, which is what you're going to create for yourself because what you focus on, you create. And 
I just love that. I think that that's like just such an important, important factor is like just sit in that energy of abundance and just know that it's either this or something better, no matter what. That's so powerful. hundred percent. So here's like a hack that your listeners can use. I'm saying a hack. This is really actually pretty advanced manifesting, but this is so powerful, which is just taking this even a step further because, you know, here's what I hear is like, it's so weird that I need someone that I really like. Um, I don't understand why when I really like someone, he doesn't like me. Or I was so excited to meet this guy and we had like three amazing dates and then he just ghosted and I don't understand it. And it's like, oh, my person's never going to come. All of these um, like minor things that happen that throw people off their course, that like throw them totally off their path when they're manifesting. What you have to do, this is like, oh my God, this is magic. This This works like magic. Everything, you know, it's like we start by sort of looking at things that happen and we say, what does this mean? You know, what does it mean that I really like this guy and then he disappeared? What does it mean? And it's like, that's a step up from people who are just like a victim of their lives, right? So it's like, you have that one level where it's like, nothing's in my control. I don't understand what anything is. And then you have this higher level where it's like, what does this mean? Right? We're trying to like pull the meaning out. The step above that though, is to not say, what does this mean? It's to say, here's what this means. And you start assigning the meaning. So for me, in the year of the man, everything meant my person is close. My person is here. I get the love that I want. So if I made a date with a guy and I was really excited and he blew me off, it wasn't, I can't believe this jerk blew me off. Guys in New York are the worst. I can't believe I moved to this place. It was Ooh, my person is getting closer. I'm yeah. so happy I didn't go on a date with this guy that wasn't right for me. If I went out with a guy who only wanted to go out twice and I really liked him, it was not, oh, I really liked him. What if he was the one? It was, my person is closer. I'm going to add to my list, you know, has a beard. You know, something that I would take from this other person that I thought was like attractive that I liked. Yeah. And I tried to do that even for horrible dates, even for guys that I did not feel any attraction to, I tried to think like, what is something that I liked about them that I could say, I want this in my person. Mm. But it was like, you could not convince me that I was not going to have my person because all of the stuff that happened, I took to mean my person was getting closer. And, you know, as I did get closer to meeting the person that I can now know is my husband, some of the things got harder and bigger. So for example, in July of the year of the man, I met a guy and we really connected. And I was just like, I felt so aligned with the love that I wanted. I felt so good. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I think that this like could be it. The relationship was just unfolding so nicely. And I was just like, wow, I think that this could really be it. And he kind of ghosted me. He didn't full on disappear. He sort of circled back not that long later and like explained what happened. But it was a blow. Like it was a big blow. That was the biggest blow I had faced that year. And it wasn't that I said like, oh, I know my person is here. I'm not going to feel any sadness. No, I did feel sad. Like I felt really sad and I cried about it and I was really hurt. And I started to let the confusion sort of get to me. And then I was just like, no this isn't my person. Like it's this or something better. Like my top priority is that like he wants to be with me. So like this isn't it. Mm. Um, And you know, in fairness to him, he was going through some real, real stuff, um, you know, with his family and different things. 
But it's like, even with that, because I'll have women say like, oh, you know, he disappeared, but like something actually big and serious happened. Like Mm -hmm. with this guy, something real did happen. And you know, the thing with that is like life, like in life, tragedies occur. People lose people that are very close to them. You know, people lose jobs. People's businesses are turned upside down. Like stuff happens. And as much as I sort of wanted to excuse what he did and give him another chance, because he did roll, like, of course he came back around. Um, I wanted someone who during hard times like that could look at me and say, like, you're my person. Like, I need you right now. Like, I, yeah. I need you to take care of me while I'm struggling with something. Yeah. Um, and so someone who just disappears, like, I was just like, that's not going to be a good life. Like, what if we have kids and something happens and, like, <laughs> he just yeah. disappears? So that was definitely a big, that felt very big for me, Mm. but I met Kobe on August 25th. So it was like the, yes, it was a big thing that happened right before, but like that was a month later, basically that I met my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is just to say that like, it's not that you it's not that you can't have upsets. It's not that it's going to always look perfect and beautiful. And like, you're just like running around singing and twirling. Like, no, it's like, things can still be hard, but it's sort of like maintaining that like certainty, that belief, that faith that like you actually do get to have what you want. And that like things are still working out even when it doesn't seem like they are. Yeah. Um, Cause at that moment when, when I was struggling with that other guy, it was very, it did not seem clear to me. And that's the thing is like, you don't have to know the how. There's no way I can look at my husband and say, here's why, like, it makes perfect sense. Like, I still don't understand. Like, how? How is this possible? Mm. But here we are. Yeah. No, I love that. And, oh, there's so much in it. But I think, like, the biggest thing that comes from that, and I say this all the time, it's, like, all the time this comes up, but um, that it's always happening for you, not to you. So even in the moment that, you know, you felt like, oh my gosh, how could this be happening? Or this isn't working out the way that I wanted it to. Like that was happening for a reason so that you could make room for Kobe to come into your life. And you had to go through that. And I, just yeah. it. and I think as well, what you were talking about, where sometimes, you know, you go on a date or maybe you're in a relationship with someone for a while and, you know, it doesn't work out. Or maybe you go on a date and it's horrific, that's the universe showing you what you don't want so that you can get right. more clear on what you do want, which is the universal law of polarity. Like how can you know what you want if you don't know what you don't want? And so sometimes we need a bit more clarity and we might've thought we wanted one thing, but then when we get it, we're like, okay, that is definitely not it. <laughs> and then yes. you can just like release that and make sure that you're setting better boundaries around what it is that you ultimately want and what it is that you are worthy of as well, which I think is a massive thing is like seeing that worthiness within yourself first in order to then be able to call in someone that's in alignment with that and sees you in that same light. Totally. So I love that you brought up up the law of polarity. Can we talk about that for a second? Go for it. So I was talking about this other guy that I'd met earlier in the summer. I think I said July, but maybe it was June. But anyway, I went to um, a conference and it was, it was a seminar with a, it was about with a business coach actually. And this was so interesting. So I was at the seminar. There was like 200 something people, mostly very like high achieving entrepreneurs. Like I remember feeling a little bit out of my element because I had this like sort of baby business compared to a lot of the people we were hearing from. But the person who was leading it was doing um, hot seat coaching. So Mm -hmm. you could just go up to the microphone and 
you know, he was coaching people and he is brilliant. So I was just like, I'm here. I'd flown to North Carolina to go to this seminar. So I was like, I need to get the most out of this. So it's like the third day rolled around. I hadn't gotten coaching yet. And I was like, I need to get up there. So I go up to the microphone and I have this question written down, something to help with my business. And what comes out instead was, (laughs) I really want to meet my person and like get married and have a family. And I don't know why it's not happening for me. (sighs) And, you know, I'm just like, why are you saying this, Christmas? Like, (laughs) this is so embarrassing. (laughs) And he says to me, he's here. You just don't see him. And so I'm literally looking around the room and I was like, oh, did you need someone like for me? Like, is there someone here I should like, I'm literally looking around the room and I was just giving him a blank face, I guess. And he's just like, he's here. You don't see him. It's the law of polarity. Like he's here. You don't see him. Mm. He said a little more about it. And I, I was I, I, I was, I was confused, but I sort of just kept saying that in my head. I was just like, he's here. I just don't see him. He's here. I just don't see him. And as the day went on and as like the next few days went on, I like kept saying that to myself. I was like, he's here. I just don't see him. He's here. I don't see him yet. <laughs> and I started experiencing this shift in my energy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting it. Like, he's here. I just don't see him. And I started to really get that concept. Like, it, it took a little bit for it to sink in, but like, I, I got it. And it was four weeks from the day. It was a Thursday that he said that to me. And it was f- four Thursdays later, three Thursdays later, um, that I met Kobe. Oh. And it was... Because, you know, the, the thing that comes up is that, like, I'm manifesting my person. But, like, I don't understand why it's not working. This is what people will say. Mm. I'm manifesting my person, but it's not working. I'm manifesting my person, but he's not here yet. If you're saying it's not working, if you're saying he's not here yet, you're, you're not really manifesting because you're still focused on the I do not have my person rather than I have my person. Yeah. It's so subtle, but that's everything, you know, because it's like the year of the man. It was like you could say it took me eight months in the year of the man, or you could say it took me one month from when I actually figured out what manifesting is. The truth is it took a second. Like as soon as I fully understood that shift on like a deep energetic level, he, he was there. And like, that was really a big game changer for me. And I think that's where sometimes law of attraction sort of stops short. Um, Because I think this idea that we're vibrating something into our world, it's really helpful and powerful in a lot of ways. But it's like when you're doing everything and it feels like it's not working, it's like, it's, it's stopping a little short. Cause it's not just that like, they're out there somewhere. It's like, it's here. Mm-hmm. It's about changing your awareness so that your awareness is really consistently on what I have. The thing that you want is what I have. You don't even want to say want because mm-hmm. want creates more want. It's like bringing your awareness into like what I have, what is available. Yeah. You know, it's like as if you just can't see it. It's already in my world. It's like if I had, you know, 
$10 million sitting in my hallway closet. Mm. You know, there, I don't see it right now. Yeah. Um, it, it's about creating that level of certainty that what you have is definitely there. The yeah. same way that when I walk into my kitchen in the morning and I mean, I don't walk in my kitchen. My husband makes my coffee for me. But when my husband walks into the kitchen to make my coffee, that like there is a mug there. There's no question. There's no franticness. There's no like running around in circles. And it's like, where's the mug? It's just like, there's a mug there. Like, I, I know it's there. The shocking thing would be if there were no mugs there, then it would be like, what happened? Why aren't there mugs here? Because you're <laughs> expecting them to be there. You're certain that they're there. They are there unless something has gone horribly awry. Like mm. the mugs are in the cabinet. That's where you want to be with your person. Yes. Now takes the anxiety and the stress and the pressure off of dating. And that's really where you can decide what your actions are. You know, it's like if you had certainty that your person was here, you know, what I usually say to my students and clients is like, if you knew with a hundred percent certainty, you would be with your person in six months or less, what would you do? You know, how would you feel? And they're like, I would feel relaxed. I would just, I would date online. I would go to events. I wouldn't worry about that guy who didn't call me back. Like, I would just be so chill. I'd be a chill girlfriend. And I'm like, exactly. Like, you'd be totally chill if you actually believed. Yes. Oh, that's so powerful. Like that right there. It's, oh, it, as you say, like sometimes that's where law of attraction can fall short or not even that, but it's the way that people are applying law of attraction or it's the way that mm -hmm. people are manifesting. And it is exactly what you said, where people focus, people focus on what they want and you attract more wanting. And so basically when you focus on what you wish that you had or what you want, you're affirming that you don't have it. And unfortunately right. in that case, manifesting works on like you attract what you are like you attract the energy that you are putting out so if you're putting an energy out of wanting you're going to attract more wantingness like that's what's yeah. going to keep happening so that is so spot on and i love your example i love the example about the mug but i love you know the visualization technique which i think you know those that are listening can really take this away is like if it was already done if you knew that they were you know they're just on a boat and they're on their way and they're coming and you know that they're on their way and it's it's going to be a week how would you feel like just in such certainty and feeling into that. And like you said, like relax, chilled, like enjoying the present moment, like not stressing about anything. And it's like, that's the energy that you need to embody right now. Like nothing else, like of all that other pressure and feel into that certainty. And that's where you're going to call it in so much easier. I love that you said that. I think that's amazing. Um, let's talk about dating like a duchess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that this is like one of your concepts, one of the things that you talk about a lot and I just want to dive in. I don't know what it is and I think it sounds amazing. So tell us all about it. I'm so happy we're talking about this. Dating like a duchess is, you know, basically it was something that I came up with because I, I love, I love history. Um, and I, I like the Royal family and all of that. And so it's basically this idea of like dating in this very elevated way. You know, it's like a lot of times people use the language of like queen or king. Duchess to me felt a little bit more relevant, but it's that same sort of idea. So I really, the duchess that I used as an example, a lot of people don't, don't even know about this, but this is really interesting. So I'll give you a little history lesson along with your love lesson. Um, so. There was a king of England in the 1930s, King Edward VIII. And do you know, do you know about this? Mm -mm, not yet. <laughs> um, so he was dating this American divorcee. 
Wallace Simpson. And no one really liked her except for him. He was absolutely crazy about her. He loved her. He adored her. And so his father died. He became king and he wanted to marry Wallace. And so the royal family has only very recently let go of some of their rules about getting divorced. You know, the idea was that you cannot marry a woman who's divorced and be the monarch. The, the, the king or queen of England is also the head of the Church of England. And so in the 1930s, that was not okay. And so he became king. Before his coronation, he was basically like, I'm ready to marry this woman. She is going to be, you know, she's going to be my partner. And they did not get behind it. The government did not get behind it. The church was not behind it. And so it was basically, you give up Wallace or you give up the throne. Mm. And he chose Wallace. He abdicated the throne. And so his younger brother, Queen Elizabeth's father, became king. So this choice that he made to be with this particular woman very intensely changed the course of history. Like, Queen Elizabeth would not be queen if he had not done that. That was not the way that things were necessarily, you know, meant to unfold. Obviously it was because that's what happened. But The point that I make with that, though, is that this man was willing to give up a lot of power, a lot of prestige, status, and, like, closeness with his family for this woman. And it's not that you want someone to give up everything, but it's understanding what a man does when he is inspired and committed and devoted to someone. Mm. So when you're thinking about this guy who doesn't want to call you back, who doesn't want to miss his Tuesday basketball game, who doesn't want to skip boys night to spend time with you. And it's like, you got to remember there's a man giving up a throne to be with someone. Yeah. And it's not just about beauty. Like you can look her up. She was not a great beauty by any stretch. Um, and at the time she was not considered a great beauty. She was older. Um, And she was divorced. So it was like, it was none of those uh, like external factors that came into play. It was who she was. She was very intelligent and she was very, um, she had like a self-assuredness that he found captivating. Mm. And this is what I like, I, I like to convey to women because it's not like, oh, well, if I looked different or, you know, it's not about like the looks. I think actually what's more relevant to probably your listeners and also to most of my clients and students is not the looks, but like your achievements, your success. Mm-hmm. I hear from a lot of women who, you know, because they've accomplished something, because they've built a business, because they make a certain amount of money, they believe that their standing in the eyes of men should be or is higher. And that's not how men approach relationships. You know, women often do take into account like how much money a man makes. Men rarely do that unless they're looking for like a sugar mama. Like that's not usually (laughs) what they do. Um, There are certain qualities that they like, but what they're looking for is the energy. They're looking for, you know, is this the energy that I want to feel with someone? And so 
you know, women will think like, why would he choose her over me? You know, she's not as accomplished as I am. Like I drive this beautiful car. Like I, I don't understand. And it's like, none of those things are elevating you in his eyes. He liked her energy better and that's it. It's not mm. saying she's better because she's less accomplished. It's just like, that's not what he's interested in. Mm. That is the only thing that is really going to matter. So it's like, let go of this idea that like, I'm making six figures or multiple six figures, or I'm a CEO, or I'm a doctor, or I'm a lawyer, or whatever it is. He doesn't really care about that. And not to say downplay your achievements. No, you're amazing. Like, be proud of that. And recognize that the thing that is going to make him care about you is your energy. And so this whole concept of dating like a duchess is about owning your value, owning who you are, the things about you that actually make you special and unique. This is a real harsh truth that I'm going to share, <laughs> but it's like men that are decent looking, that are, know how to talk to women to some extent, um, you know, that have a good job. They know a lot of women like you. So what women do is we compare ourselves to like the lowest common denominator. So for example, a woman who is now doing pretty well in life, but maybe came from a pretty um, rough upbringing, for example. She's going to compare herself to other women from where she came from, mm -hmm. you know, and they may be in a very different situation from her. They may not have accomplished what she has or look the way that she does. Like they're, she may be in a totally different life situation. And so she's looking at this other woman and sort of putting herself above that person. The men that you're dating though, they aren't comparing you to the women that like you may have grown up with or you went to middle school with, you know, yeah. they're comparing you to other smart, high achieving, successful, attractive women. So none of those things are giving you a leg up. The only thing that actually is going to make you more attractive than anyone else is like how fully you're embracing yourself, how fully you're recognizing your own value. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's where this whole date like a duchess energy is coming from. It's also this energy of like taking full responsibility for yourself. Like there's no victim energy in it. There's no um, neediness. There's no, there's no like fear about like, what if, what if he doesn't call? It's like, I know who I am. You should be so lucky to be in my presence. Like I'm incredible. You're welcome. I love it. I think that that's like the, the energy to be in like, you're welcome. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, it's so important to highlight that. And I think that it's, it applies to everything in life, you know, like comparisonitis kills, like it's not something that you ever want to be doing is, you know, focusing on other people and where they are and where does that make you in relation to them? Like that doesn't serve anyone. It holds you back. It puts your focus on things that really don't matter. Like stay in your lane, own yourself wholly and just show up as the best version of you knowing that your person is going to align with that fully. And if it's not happening right now, it will because the best is always yet to come. So yeah. I just love it. I think that that is just a beautiful energy to finish on. Um, and I would love as well, like, I, I feel like this conversation could go on forever. Like there's so many things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I would love for you to share. I know you've got some things coming up. I know you've got some free resources and like, some things that are coming up that you can share with the listeners if they want to find out more and take this journey a little bit further. Yes. Um, okay. So first of all, I have something so, so, so incredible starting um, next week. So that's Monday, 
it's the third Monday in August. Um, it is the art of man infestation. This is a free series that I'm doing and I think it'll really, really resonate with your listeners. And so you're absolutely going to love it. It's going to blow your mind. It's totally different content than even what we talked about today. We are going so deep into the nuts and bolts of manifesting love. Um, and it's going to absolutely blow your mind. I can promise you, you have not heard this content because I know no one teaches love and dating the way that I do. And I have never taught this before. So I'm could not be more excited about this series that I'm doing. So it's totally free. It's called The Art of Manifestation. Um, but here's the thing. I wanted to make it really, really easy for your listeners. So what you're going to do to keep up with me is visit crystalerum.com slash collective, And I'll have the I'll have the series on there for you. I also have a quiz that will really help you get started in figuring out what your particular um, impediments to love are. It'll give you a really clear way to sort of figure out where you can start. Um, and so there's a quiz that'll be on the page and you can find my Instagram and everything on this page that I created just for your listeners. So it's crystalerum.com. Irum is I-R-O-M as in Mary, uh, slash Strong Babe Collective. So all the goodies are right there. Perfect. And we will put that in the show notes as well. So it's super easy for people to go and check all of that up, go and watch the live stream, do the quiz, connect with Crystal. I think it will be amazing. It sounds incredible. And I love the name, the art of manifestation. (laughs) Awesome, honey. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I have enjoyed this conversation so much and I know our listeners will have gotten so much out of it. So thank you so much for just sharing your beautiful energy and your story and all of your tips and tricks with the listeners. I know that there's going to be a lot that they can apply to their lives as well. Thank you so much for having me. It was really my pleasure. This was so fun. And yeah, I would love to hear from your listeners. So, you know, if you're listening to the episode, maybe screenshot it and tag us so we can see what what your takeaways were and what you loved. That would be so fun. Definitely. We look forward to seeing you over on Insta. Take that screenshot right now and we'll see you guys in the DM. Thank you so much for spending this time with us, my gorgeous babe. I so enjoyed being able to bring this interview to you and I really hope that you got so much out of it. If you did enjoy the episode, make sure that you head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review and let me know what you think of the podcast. It honestly means the world to read those reviews and to hear that it is helping you to make beautiful shifts inside of your life to call in the freedom, the impact, and the abundance that you are so worthy of. I am sending you all the highest vibes, my babe, and so much love, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.